NBA star Ennis Cantor has a problem with both the NBA and Nike over how they handle human rights things in China. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the larger business lesson that has to be learned there by all of us. We're then going to talk to you about advertising and what's going on with that with businesses around the United States this holiday season. What they're doing will probably surprise you. And in the final segment, we're going to talk about hiring practices and frankly, how they suck and how we think they should be fixed. So do yourself a favor, get inside the vehicle, buckle up, keep your hands and feet secured. This is the Soul of Wisdom. We are about to take a fun ride for the day. Here we go. Greetings and welcome. It is Friday. It is the Soul of Wisdom. My name is Dan. Her name is producer wife Beth. Hello. Say hi. Hi. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I, I Well, you know, it's Friday, which as we've established before means absolutely nothing to us. Yeah. Because we work eight days a week. Yeah. That was a Beatles song, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. So, yeah, it's Friday. We have things to talk about, so that'll be fun. Yeah. We just got done arguing before we turned the camera on. <laughs> so we'll try not to let that come through. Nah, just good-hearted banter back and forth. Yeah. That's all. Um, but we've got some things to cover today, for yeah. sure. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Nike and the NBA. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about what else? We're going to talk a little bit about Amazon and how they recruit people. But a broader discussion beyond that. Yeah. About hiring in general. We'll start with that. And then we're going to talk about uh, car makers and retailers and what they're doing with advertising. Because it might surprise you. Yeah. It surprised me. But then in the same respect, it didn't. Yeah. Fair so, enough. yeah. So shall we get to it? Let's get to it. All righty then. So, oh, by the way, before we get to it, uh, please do uh, consider visiting us at soulwisdom.com. That is S-O-U-L-E wisdom.com. There you'll find links to our ver various businesses or business-i, business-i? Business-i. Business-i. He was the science the guy. The science guy, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, have, uh, we have many wonderful Christmas gifts. <laughs> so, so please, uh, please consider looking there. Uh, our tip jar is also available if you'd like to support the show, uh, all past episodes, all those good things. Also, soulwisdom.com slash learn takes you to our Teachable, um, which uh, we're actually going to probably touch on here in just a moment or two, because yeah. it's, it's part of the MBA story in a way, which is really weird. Yeah. Uh, email us questions at soulwisdom.com. Follow us on Twitter at soulwisdom. I think those are all the basics. Yep. All right, now let's get into it. Go to Mr. Browser if you are on the visually gifted side. Of course, as always, you may play along. We encourage you to do so. This article from Fox News, Ennis Cantor, who, Bethy, I don't think you heard his name before today. No. Uh, he plays for the Boston Celtics. He excoriates the NBA and Nike for not standing up to Big Boss China. Biggest hypocrite companies, he says. So this is a big, long article, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But uh, Ennis has kind of stood on the side of the marginalized people when it comes to China. So the citizens of Tibet, Hong Kong, and Taiwan, and also the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs, yeah. Which are the ones who are going into the camps and yeah. stuff. Um. And he accuses Nike of telling a total lie in its claims that China was not using slave labor to produce Nike's products. 
So he has a little bit of a disagreement with the fine folks at Nike. And that's kind of a big deal because he's a well-known basketball player. And Nike is a well-known manufacturer of shoes for basketball players. Yeah. So it's kind of a problem. But he makes an interesting point. And I want to pull up this point and then uh, kind of talk about the bigger implications. Okay. Okay. So Nike obviously is one of, I'm quoting Cantor now, by the way. Nike obviously is one of the biggest, biggest sponsor for the NBA. And two years ago when all the Black Lives Matter happened, Nike was one of the first companies out there standing with Black Lives Matter. Nike stands with Stop Asian Hate. Nike stands with the LGBTQ community. Nike stands with the Latino community. But when it comes to China, Nike remains silent because China is the big boss for Nike. That's what Cantor says. So we can debate, I suppose, whether or not we want to agree or disagree with Ennis Cantor's statements. Yeah. I think that's up for the individual listener to agree or disagree. I kind of want to talk about Nike personally. We, I said we run back to our teachable course. Um, we have many teachable courses in production at the moment, but the one that is already launched is about run a, running a successful Etsy business. And one of the things that we teach in there, which is good business advice in general, is that when you're a business person, you need to be Switzerland. Now, by Switzerland, I mean you can't be taking political sides and things. Yeah. Because sooner or later, you're going to alienate a large percentage of your potential customer base. Yeah. So what we teach is you never get into a political discussion on purpose. Like if we're messaging customers, we don't bring up, you know, what we thought of what happened in the election last night or something like that. Yeah. It's irrelevant. If a customer tries to get political with us, we don't answer with anything other than we don't care yeah we often see that with um uh with uh, a lot of our rings and stuff we've had several occasions where we've been messaged and people have asked well are you willing to work uh with a gay or lesbian wedding party and our response is why are you even asking do you yeah. want to buy rings yeah we sell rings <laughs> you know we're not going to have that discussion with people because whether we say yes or whether we say no, it's a political thing. It doesn't matter. We just want to sell rings. Yeah. So in the case of Nike here, what they're doing is they're siding with the Black Lives Matter and the Stop Asian Hate and all that, which, which Ennis pointed out, so I don't need to rehash it. But as he pointed out, they've gone completely silent on similar marginalized groups over in China. They won't comment on it. They won't address it. They don't acknowledge it. But again, we've picked a political side, or Nike has rather. They've picked a political side. They're ignoring the other side of the equation. And now they're stuck. And sure, we're going to make some people happy because we picked these other things. But we're going to make other people unhappy because we've picked these things that we won't talk about and we won't take a side on. When you start picking groups to support, even if it's well-intentioned, my question has always been, where does it stop? Because there's always going to be other groups and there's always going to be other causes. 
And if you spend all of your time as a business trying to support everyone and everything instead of just being a business that sells things, like in Nike's case, shoes and clothes, then you're spending so much of your time and your effort on everything else that really isn't helping your business. No. No, that's 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 exactly it. You're not you're not helping your business at all. Because now now we have press out here where you've got a high profile person who's telling Nike that they're full of it. And now, you know, you can make the argument that all press is good press, but this is now something that Nike, to your point, has to be distracted with because they've got to answer for it. Yeah. You know, uh, rather than just saying, we're a shoe company, we sell shoes. Yeah. That is what we do. We will sell them to people of any size and shape from anywhere. And we're not going to get into the debate of how particular groups are handled in particular countries or anything else. We just sell shoes. We'll leave that to the politicians. Yeah. That is how a business should be run. That is not how Nike is being run. And I do know that it's that it's cost them. They were talking at one point here in Phoenix about building a shoe factory. If you recall that like yeah, a I year do. or two ago. Yeah. And as I recall, that went down for political reasons because there was a lot of resistance from a lot of the more conservative uh, politicians here in the state to having them come in based on some of the positions that they were taking, which is a shame for Nike because I think they'd have a lot of great workforce here. And it's a shame for the local area because, again, they'd have they a lot of job. great workforce yeah. here. Potential jobs. But, but once again, they've decided that they're going to be so political that, um, you know, everybody loses out because, again, we're, make, we're dividing things. This is... This is what's happening in so much of society that we're dividing. We're in our little camps. But as a business, you have to be Switzerland, in my opinion. Now, you can argue that this is also an ESG score thing. If you didn't see the previous episode that we did on ESG scores, when you're done with this one, go search through our playlist. You'll find it. It's easy yeah. to find. We explain the whole thing and why it's a big deal and why it's a problem. And it very um, well could be. Yeah, and it could, it could just be that, too. But, again, at what cost? You know, you've now got this high-profile guy calling him out, and he's not the first one to do it. He's not the only one. Um, you know, but it, it's just, it's going to turn By setting groups apart, brand. you're going to then marginalize other groups, and there's there's no way to even the score once you start doing that. No. You start making classes of people when all people are equal and should be treated as such. Yeah, I can tell you that one of the biggest success points and the, one of the biggest reasons for success in our businesses is that we are Switzerland. You can try to surmise what our politics might be as you listen to our podcast. I will tell you that even as you're listening, you're probably going to be wrong. Yeah. Because there's a lot of nuance with how we look at things that doesn't always come through in a single discussion. But when it comes to our business whatever we think on anything doesn't matter it comes down to customer have money we have product let's trade yeah you know uh but that's the know, whole point of doing business it is it's not here to to make a, to a political take stances statement. and make yeah. political statements because you know look at what's happening now not the greatest thing so that would be our advice from this one and why we shared it with you. Always be Switzerland. It is the best opportunity that you have for success. Um, 
And quite frankly, it's easier because you're not pissing off half the population. Yeah. Alrighty. So on that note, let's go ahead and take a break and then let's retool and let's talk about which one next. Let's talk about advertising and retailers. That sounds like fun. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Can't nobody out here do it like me. Ain't nobody out here winning like me. Can't nobody out here do it like me. Just like me. Like me. Can't nobody out here do it like me. Welcome back, segment two of the Soul of Wisdom. While you were listening to music, we worked really, really fast and did a bunch of Amazon orders. <laughs> I've said it before, never a wasted moment here at the Soul of Wisdom. We're always doing something. Yeah. So we solved technology issues and we ordered some energy drink. And I think there might have been candy involved somewhere, too. Yeah, probably. I'm sure that got stuck in there. Yeah, because we're a partial food podcast, don't forget. We are. We are a business food podcast. Don't let anybody tell you different. Except we don't really do food. We no. just talk about it a lot. Yeah, we just talk about it. Alrighty. So what did I promise these fine folks? Uh, advertising. Advertising, yeah. All right. Let's learn about advertising and see what's going on there, shall we? Yeah. Alrighty. Go back to Mr. Browser. Okay. Again, from Fox Business, car makers, retailers cutting advertising ahead of holiday season due to supply chain issues. When's the last time you ever heard of somebody cutting advertising before the holidays? Yeah, never. Yeah, this is, this is a new one for me, so it caught my attention, and I figured it was worth talking about. Uh, so the subheadline here, car manufacturers have around one-third the usual stock. That's a problem. That is a problem. I will tell you, hearkening back to my experience in the car business, that uh, November and December was actually one of our busiest times. Especially if you sell a luxury brand, it's amazing how many um, how many men will attempt to appease their wives with an automobile. Well, they make the whole Lexus December to Remember thing for a reason, I'm sure. That's true. That's a very good point. But it's it's interesting to me, though, because I, I'll tell you, as somebody who worked with many a customer uh, trying to help salespeople close deals on uh, on these these Christmas gifts, I think the men went there because they understood it and they'd get to drive it, too. Yeah. But it sounded good on paper that they were getting their wife this nice new automobile that they always wanted. Now, interestingly, it always had the options that the guy wanted. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. whatever. Anyways, back to it. Um, I'm just going to scan through this article for some of the more interesting things because what I need to talk about is actually beyond just the article. Uh, but it says they are looking at a quiet holiday season. This is auto manufacturers and retailers in general. Uh, as they cut promotions during a supply chain crisis that does not appear to be improving. Well, again, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, please go do so now. Yeah, we've well, talked about Well, not now. That. Wait till after this. Yeah. But we talk a lot about supply chain. Yeah. So we actually have a Sunday show, that, our last Sunday show, where we actually completely explained how the supply chain works and what it actually is. Yeah. And got into a lot more depth on it than what most people really really think about but not in a complicated way no it's not complicated so go listen to that show because it will give you good ideas to exactly what's going on here 
Uh, but anyways, uh, analytic firm EDO estimated that the auto industry is spending 10% less on digital advertising and 5% less on broadcast TV. Oh, that was between late July and the end of October that they were doing that. Um... And then they're saying that the December to remember may be the December to forget this year. Yeah. So that's interesting. There goes Fox giving me another pop-up video. Yeah. Thank you, Fox. <laughs> um, average new car prices, it says, just as a byline, this is fun. Average new car prices soared to 46000 That's a lot. Yeah. That's an expensive car. That's over three times what my parents paid for the home I grew up in. Yeah. Now, granted, that was back, you know, in the, that's the 70s. Yeah. But <laughs> still. Uh, goes on to say that automakers are going to be light on discounts. I actually read a separate article earlier today that the average sales price on a car right now is $800 over sticker. That's so unheard of. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can tell you in all my time in the auto industry, I don't think I ever helped anybody close a No, I take it back. There was one time where I closed a deal over sticker and it was on an Acura NSX because it was the only one in the Midwest. And we closed that at five grand over sticker. Yeah. But other than that, no. Uh, it says department stores, including Macy's and Nordstrom spending 8% less on TV advertising. Um, and the tone of advertising has also shifted. It says they're going away from very specific advertising to more to like a broad brand name. So like, you know, shop Lexus for all the cool new cars rather than you want the new ES 330 or whatever. Because they might not have it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, Target throws out a very generic toy commercial with like a hundred toys flashing before your eyes rather than come shop Lego with us. And we can tell you we were in target. They have like 0.5 Lego. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all one of, half of a Lego set was what they had left. So all of the holiday, uh, gift guides that were printed like months and months ago are very Completely obsolete. Completely worthless. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like the grocery store ads during the uh, height of the pandemic where everything that was in the ad was not in stock. Yep. No, exactly. Um, anything that they've had planned, I think, is pretty much out the window. So if I'm a consumer right now, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. If I'm a consumer, and I am, I'm not just a business owner, I'm, I'm looking at alternatives to what I would normally do during a holiday season. Yeah. So we've already talked about alternatives, even for our food for Thanksgiving. Yep, exactly. So I'm going to be looking at, uh, local businesses for my needs. Uh, for example, to go back to the holiday dinner, you were talking about the only turkeys we can find around us are like 26 pounders. Yeah. And there's not even many of those. I don't need a 26 pound turkey. No. That's, that'll take up half our fridge, don't need it. Yeah. But we have a wonderful farm like 10 miles away that sells bison. Yeah. So maybe we'll pick up some bison steaks or some bison sausage or something like that and we'll do a bison Thanksgiving. Cause doggone it, Buffalo's American. It is. So why not? Yeah. We'll do it that way. 
Um, you know, in the case of gift giving, we've said this before too. Again, be thinking small, be thinking local, be thinking creative. This is a great year to give art. Yes, we sell art. Yeah. So please, soulwisdom.com, you'll find a link to our <laughs> artwork. But even beyond that, I mean, there's plenty of artists out there. Yeah. Some of the stuff can have real meaning for people. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just buying them, you know, the latest and greatest cell phone or some shirt that they'll wear once and then throw away or something like that. Something that has more meaning. But this is a good time for you to patronize these these creators these people who make things out of virtually nothing and some of them do too there's there's people that will you know we have quarterly bulk trash pickups here at the homestead and those are always raided by people looking for things like iron and metals and stuff and it's not just to take it in to scrap it no this is also artists that take these things and turn them into something wonderful yeah so it's amazing what they can do so that's what I would be doing on the consumer side. On the business side, this is your big opportunity if you are small and you are nimble. And we've talked a lot about small and nimble on this show too. If you have the ability to adapt, if you have the ability to get people product quickly as opposed to having it sitting on a, on a boat somewhere, mm -hmm. now is your time. I would actually be going all in right now on getting my name in front of as many people as I could. Whether that be you spend a little more on advertising than what you're used to, or you are, you know, spending more time on social media to get your name out there, uh, you're putting signs around town, whatever it is that you can do, I would do it. Because it's not going to be long before people are panicking, looking for some kind of way to have the holidays still. Yeah. And they're not going to find it at these other retailers. If they're backing off on their advertising, that's the biggest sign yet that they don't think they can pull this off. Yeah. It really is. Otherwise, they would be spending the money on the TV and on the internet. Yeah. But they're afraid they're going to run out of things. Exactly. And they probably will because they've already started their sales. Now, I will say that creators like us, we're slower than we should be at the moment. But I expect that it will turn soon. Because I think everybody's eyeballs are on this idea that they're running these these like Black Friday now kind of things. Like this last Friday, uh, Target and Walmart had specials set up. They had an area of their parking lot cordoned off for people to pull in and grab deals that they picked up online, all of that. That's There's not... Black Friday stuff for this weekend already too. Yeah, but that stuff's going to peter out because they're not going to have enough enough inventory. And then these people are going to come run into the likes of us. Yeah. But you need to make sure that you're out there and that you're in front of them and ready to go. Because at some point it is going to flip. It has to. Because they've just admitted through their own advertising that it isn't going to work for them. Yeah. So those are my thoughts on that one. I think it's, uh, I think it's bad news for big business, but potentially good news for the little guy. And again, if you're a consumer... You know, don't forget the little guy because they're the ones who are going to save you. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Very you, Buffy? No, I agree. All right. So what do we have left to talk about? We have... Oh, hiring, hiring stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, we're going to probably go do some more Amazon ordering or something like that. We'll take a real break, quick break while we do that. We'll be right back. Our association is for your motivation. By our calculation, God is the greatest. How great is our God? Up, mama said, be careful who you hang around, who got next to you on the playground, not next to you now, look around, point to a PK or suburban nerd in the back of the church. Welcome Talk back to segment three here at the Soul of Wisdom. I am Dan. She is Beth. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Beth just called me a hypocrite. Yeah, a little bit. Because I said shop small and shop local, and then I said we were going to order more things from Amazon. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but there's there's a reason for that. Is not everything that we need here at the homestead can we get small or local? Now, we didn't go and order gifts off of Amazon during the break. No. We ordered things that we actually need to make our house work that we're not able to pick up in other places right now. Yeah. But, so allow me to amend my statement a little bit. So I appear to be a little less hypocritical. Okay. Okay. Shop small, shop local, wherever possible. We realize it's not always possible. Yeah. But, uh, but I do think it's important where you can to not only support the small because they're the ones that, you know, it's kind of cliche at this point, but like the backbone of everything. Yeah. They really are. Uh, but then as well, I, I maintain it. There's going to be a time here in the next couple of weeks where things turn and they're going to be the ones that are able to bail you out. Yeah. Because I predict personally that it's going to be by the end of Black Friday weekend, maybe even before, that these stores are going to be incredibly empty. But I definitely don't think they're going to make it on a Black Friday weekend and have a whole lot to show. That's fair. Could be wrong. Maybe I will be, but I don't think I'm going to be. All right. Anyways, let's move on, shall we? Yeah. All right, one last topic to cover today, and that is resume making and hiring. So we're going to go back to Mr. Browser on the visually gifted side. And this is from CNBC. We haven't gone there yet today. Hi, CNBC. Thank you for not launching videos at random. Mm -hmm. CNBC, much easier to use. Right. <clears throat> Okay, so this article says your resume has six seconds to impress a hiring manager, says ex-Amazon recruiter. Here are three tips to nail it. Now, there's a few things that stood out in this article to me. The first one, obviously, is the fact that you only have six seconds in front of a hiring manager. I don't know what to say about that other than dumb. Especially in the current climate where there's not enough people and too many jobs. That seems ridiculous to me, but yeah, this sounds like the hiring manager is not doing their job properly. Yeah, I'm going to give my further thoughts on that in a minute. But that's the first thing that stood out was that. Uh, they talk a little bit about the format of a resume. Don't particularly care on that. They talk about content. Don't particularly care on that. Here's the thing I do care about, though. Their tip number three, keywords. They say that your resume should be keyword optimized for the kind of language used by the company you're applying to. Yeah. So in other words, 
make a custom resume so that it speaks to what that company wants to hear. It sounds like a whole lot of work when there's so many jobs to go around. Well, especially when you consider that you might only have six seconds of their time. Yeah. And it takes you maybe an hour or two to write a specialized resume just for that one potential. So I'm not too sure I'm sold on that. So. There's some bad advice being given for sure. Well, it's not only bad advice, it's bad business. If you are a business at any time, and you're only giving a resume on average six seconds of attention, then you're, you have a bad hiring manager in my opinion. You're running a bad business in my opinion. And I don't wanna hear this excuse of, well, we've got 300 resumes standing in front of us. So what? If too many quality people have the potential to get passed over by using a process where you're just looking for like certain keywords or something like that. Yeah. This is how you miss the diamonds in the rough. Some of the, the best people that I've had working for me are ones where I looked at them at first on paper and went, I don't know. Yeah. But let's give them an interview and see what happens. You know, I mean, there's some obvious things like, you know. If they can't make a coherent sentence. If they can't make a coherent sentence on the application, if they checked yes under the, are you a previous axe murderer? You know. Yeah. Those are the obvious yeah, but we're not saying hire problem children. No, no. The last thing you want to do is hire problem children. But you also can't be burning through paper so fast that you're not taking a moment to see the complete picture of what somebody may have to offer. Yeah. And the other thing that has to happen is you've got to get actual bodies in front of somebody in your business. It doesn't have to be you. But somebody you trust spending 15 minutes with somebody to get to know them so they can give you a thumbs up or thumbs down. Again, this is how you find the diamonds in the rough. What you should be looking for are people who can potentially be molded into what your business needs. And you're not going to get that off of six seconds of looking at a piece of paper. Yeah. And so what happens is you end up hiring somebody who isn't necessarily the best fit because you've bypassed all these other people they last for a couple of months and then you're right back in the same boat again. Yeah. This is why one of the reasons why anyways, there's so much churn at businesses is because their hiring practices are stupid. You can't let a computer hire for you. You can't let an algorithm hire for you and you can't let six seconds of eyeballs be enough to determine who it is that you interview. Yeah. None of that works. No. You Bethy. No, I completely agree. And it starts to, if the hiring manager is only given, you know, giving six seconds of their time to each application, then there's an inherent bias that they're looking for too. And that doesn't provide you with a broad spectrum of people that you want working at any business. Exactly. And that actually dovetails perfectly into the keyword thing. That was the other thing that caught my attention. So they're saying that businesses within those six seconds are looking for certain keywords, looking for certain things that call out to the language that that business speaks, right? Yeah. Now I accept the fact that every business has its own culture. Our businesses, you can argue, have their own culture. We have our way of doing things. But what do we always do? 
We're looking for ways to grow, to adapt, to become better, stuff like that. So if you are so honed in on, we want a person who believes A, B, C, and D, who knows how to do A, B, C, and D, then you're missing out on the person who believes and knows how to do E, F, and G, Yeah. which might just enhance your business or give you a fresh perspective on things. And you can teach them how to do A, B, C, and D. Exactly. And they can bring E, F, and G to you and help you grow. But if you're so mired down in this is how we do things, you'll never go anywhere. So quick thing, hearkening back again to my time in the car business, one of the most frustrating things in the world. I worked for a lot of different dealerships. And every one of them <clears throat> had their own like individual culture that was so rigid. It was difficult for me to be a manager in these places because I wanted to be able to try new things, to do new things, to look at things from a fresh perspective. But these were all these little fiefdoms. There'd be this, I, I kid you not, there'd be this 30 or 40 something year old dude who was running the whole show and he was like third generation of ownership and my granddaddy did it this way and we're going to keep doing it this way. And I will tell you that a handful of those dealerships that I used to work for have sold out since I've left Yeah, because they could not grow and adapt because they were so mired down into what they defined their culture as that they couldn't bring in a fresh perspective. And that was often what would, would get me to move on from a dealership too, was that they couldn't get behind the idea that I could bring a fresh perspective. So, you know, but the ones who did do that, or I, I know of one at least where I twisted their arms hard enough that they just finally let me do it. Yeah. You know, we had success. Go figure. It's good to try new things. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, not to completely beat the dead horse, but if you're not, if this is how you hire by just looking at that little short bit of a resume and looking for this specific trait or the specific idea of a person and you're not getting to know a person to see what they can bring in. Yeah. It's no wonder that there's so much churn in businesses now. Yeah. This is so broken. Want help with it? Email me questions at soulwisdom.com. There's one thing that I was known for when I was out in the corporate land. And that was my ability to hire, teach, and train. Yep. Would you disagree with that? Am I misremembering history, nope. Bethy? Nope. I didn't hire you. I was actually mad that you got hired. Yep. Because I didn't approve it. But you turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think we need, to, we need to get better. We need to do better. We need to slow down. Everybody's in such a damn hurry all the time and in things where you shouldn't need to be in a hurry like hiring. Yeah. So those are my thoughts there. I agree. I think that wraps it up for today's show. Unless you have anything else to offer producer wife. I do not. All right. Well, we will wrap it up then. Uh, it was as always a pleasure speaking with you today. Please do consider hitting that thumbs up a button. If you are on YouTube, hit the little punchy thing. If you're on rumble, if you are on the podcast side and they allow for such things, please do consider leaving a five-star review. These things all do help us and please be sure to visit us at soulwisdom.com. Again, we have gift. Yes, we so. do. 
Take a look at our businesses. We can help you out in this time of gift giving need. We also like doing custom work and there's still time for custom orders. So there is, we can absolutely do it. You need like a custom, custom kind of painting thing, or you need custom jewelry, uh, or Saya's the knife sheaths that we make. They're all custom, Yeah. but these are all things that if you get on, it can most certainly be done by Christmas. Yep. So give us a look. All right, on that note, uh, it is Friday. We will not be with you tomorrow, but we will be with you on Sunday for what should be a wonderful Sunday show. We're keeping the topic a secret, so you'll have to tune in then and find out. Yep. So we will see you on Sunday. Enjoy your weekend until then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.